Six, six. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Droid Life Show, episode 66 tonight. I'm your host, Kellen. With me, the crew, Tim, Ron, Eric. Everybody say hi real quick. Hey, guys. How's it going? Tim here. Hey, this is Ron. Hey, Eric's back. Eric, <laughs> Eric is back. We'll have to talk about that later, your yeah. backness. Uh, so welcome back after a couple weeks. We have a boatload of stuff to go over since we're still kind of on our every other week schedule. Like the massive Moto 360 leak from last week, Moto X rumors, Moto Shamu rumors, the Galaxy Alpha was announced today. We've got Galaxy Note stuff, a Galaxy event coming up, Verizon's doing all sorts of stuff to piss everyone off even more than usual. A couple of polls to talk about, maps, games, all that stuff. I'll try to be quick, probably going through some of these topics, but if our pre-show chat about the Motorola 360 is anything, we'll see how much of this stuff we get to. So let's start there, actually, with the Moto 360. So last week, pretty big leak. Um, it was, I can't remember, it was an Italian site. Anyway, the guy goes by Mr. Gadget, and he essentially posted a mini-review of the Moto 360. Not sure how he got a hold of one, but he did. And in his review, he said some stuff like it could get two to three day battery life, which would be awesome. And uh, But the biggest thing we saw was, well, so I should go back. When Tim and I got a hold of the device at Google I.O., Motorola handed us these units. And on the back side of them, they had these sort of stickers that were perfectly placed on the back to cover things up potentially. And they kind of said uh, to us, you know, sorry, we had to, you know, perfectly placed these stickers here, and they wouldn't really tell us what was underneath them. Uh, so this guy posted a picture without those stickers, and now we know why Motorola was covering that up. Because underneath those stickers is basically a lot of the specs and features of the device. So we now know it's water-resistant at an IP67 rating. Uh, it's definitely made of stainless steel. We even know the type of steel. Uh, it has an optical heart rate sensor, wireless charging, and a pedometer. So some stuff in there that nobody else is doing. Uh, we also got a picture of it wirelessly charging in a dock, which looks kind of cool that you could just set it. Uh, and I don't know if this is the actual Moto 360 dock that was pictured or if this guy just had like a random cool wireless charging dock, but I think it's probably the one for the device. Uh, you basically just set it down and it starts charging. So you don't have to deal with all the little attachments and contraptions and stuff that uh, a couple of the other watches use. Uh, let's see, what else did he say? He said the the display in the sun is awesome. He said it still works better in the sun than like the G3 and Gear Live. Uh, then we just basically got some more pictures of it and stuff. So pretty massive leak, although we still don't know when it's coming or how much it'll cost or any of that stuff. Uh, did you guys take anything away from that leak? Anything excite you or get you down? I'm just as... <laughs> oh, sorry, I can't even talk... I'm just as, if not more, excited for the device after seeing it. Um, I mean, dude, it's sweet. So it has a few, like the heart rate sensor or heart rate monitor or whatever. I was not expecting that whatsoever. I'm happy that it's water-resistant, although I sort of expected it would be, um, considering that uh, the other two, the Gear Live and the G-Watch, are water-resistant. So I'm pretty sure Motorola wanted to stick with that. I don't probably Google themselves are trying to like push OEMs to make sure that it's water resistant. Yeah, considering that surprised me a little bit just because of the design and stuff. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, get, seeing more pictures of it, it just 
blows my mind. Um, really can't wait to get one. I know a few people are kind of taken aback by the whole ambient light sensor on the front and how it cuts off the display a little bit, but when we played with it at Google I.O., it looked really good, you know, when you're kind of looking down at it, and depending probably on the watch face, you hardly ever, you hardly notice that it's there. So I think it might just be that picture that makes it look real apparent, you know, but I don't find that the cutoff display is a real big deal for me. It's definitely not a deal breaker in my book. Um, still looks like a, probably the best smartwatch that's going to be available, hopefully soon, and that's all I got to say. So Tim's kind of referring to this picture of it charging. This is what we were talking about before the show. This picture of it charging and the animation kind of goes around the ridge of the device in a circle to sort of show that it's a circle, except when you get to the part where the sensors are, it, uh, it it's cut off. So there's like a whole portion where you probably can't even see like where it's charging and it looks sort of odd. And it sort of showcases the fact that there is this sort of black bar towards the bottom which seems like the only gripe anyone really has about the watch. So like Tim said, him and I don't really, it, like we, we played with the watch, put it on our wrist, the black bar, we didn't really notice it, but it's definitely one of those things readers have talked a lot about, and it's one of those things a lot of people say they can't unsee once you see this sort of black thing, and if it, you decide that it bothers you, you just keep sort of going back to it. Um, other than that, I, it, well, I got more excited. Go ahead. Is it going to be on the top of the watch or the bottom of the watch? Can it's the you bottom. bottom. It's the bottom, yeah. Because so I was thinking if you're wearing it like that and it's across the top, you know, just the way that you're going to be looking at your watch down on your wrist like that, it might lessen the, you know, field of view that it actually blocks. It's on the I bottom. just the way that it's set up now in that picture where it's like, you know, you're kind of looking at it straight on and it's at an angle. I think it kind of accentuates it. I don't know. I haven't had one on my wrist, so I can't really say, but I don't think it'll bother me that much. And you can, aren't they allowing people to design the watch faces, you know, crowdsourcing it? So We're hoping, yeah. And then, you know, th there'll be developers that can hopefully make watch faces and stuff, so we'll see. Yeah, so after a while, if they do open that up to developers, people can, you know, play with that so it goes back away. Hopefully we won't see it as much. Hopefully it won't be as apparent. It just like for for the people that don't that 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 bothers that are bothered by that. This picture of it charging just totally them off. it totally accentuates it. Yeah. I guess I don't really care. You know, if it doesn't look good while it's charging, like I could give it a S. You know, like I mean, come on, it's right. charging. I understand. You know, from a design standpoint, it doesn't look very lovely, but uh, but give me give me an F and break here. It doesn't look bad if that's if that's what you're referring to. I mean, it's a decent-looking, plain-looking smartwatch. I mean, it definitely looks better than the Pebble. So, and again, I mean, that's all subjective, man. Like, that's just how I feel about it. Or objective. I don't know. Who cares? No. But, uh... I think you're kidding, but I'm not sure. I'm kidding. But, um, my point is... It's just sitting on a charger. Like I don't need it to be pretty. Um, from the time we did spend at Google I.O., I'm okay with having the black bar so far. And when we finally get it in hand and all the reviews come back awesome and it's the greatest thing ever, then I want a full apology from you and we'll be okay again. Is there any way that the Moto 360 could like be a failure or disappointment? Besides the fact that they're charging ring... Gets cut off. 
Besides, besides the fact that Ron really hates that black bar that gets cut off, that cuts besides, off the charging. Besides resistance. the fact that nobody looked at that and said, hey, maybe we should adjust how this is designed. Maybe they will adjust it, Ron. This is this could be prototype stuff right here. We don't know that this is, like, official legit. Come on, now. Let's, let's, let's be honest. Motorola does not have the money or power to be changing things at this point, especially if they're actually releasing it this summer. That is just so rude. And basically the whole point of this area is so that the display can auto-adjust brightness because the other two watches don't have it and they can't do it. <laughs> is that? Would you guys rather have manual adjustment if it got rid of this black area? Probably. Just just put it on the on the strap. If it if the Galaxy Gear Live or whatever the heck they're calling the stupid thing has, can have a camera in the strap, then they can put the ambient light sensor in the strap. No, we want strap yeah. Is a failure. Yeah, it's a leather. It's a nice, genuine leather band, Ron. We're trying to go for a premium feel, and I look like a bunch of geeks. Oh, so, oh, so now it's premium. We're gonna never mind the fact that this that, thing I mean, has a black been. bar on the bottom of your round display. Ruins all the aesthetics, and never mind that moments ago you just talked about how the functionality mattered, which is basically the same thing as saying that you should have been using a Windows mobile phone when the iPhone first came out because it had more functionality. I don't see the black bar taking away functionality. Not at all. It, no, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't it take away functionality. It takes, no, no, it, it reduces aesthetic. It adds. It adds functionality at the cost of the aesthetic. If you use a black watch face all the time, you won't even notice. There you go. There you go. You will, because you won't be able to see that second, <laughs> the, the six. Well, hopefully somebody makes a really long second six hand. <laughs> sticks up above the why black you, area. Why do you need to see the six? I mean, I don't tell time by looking at the actual, like, numbers. I just look, I recognize the shape of the hands. Or you could just use then. a digital clock face. Sure. I don't know. I think I think Ron just likes to overreact. He doesn't want the Moto 360 to do. He wants Android Wear to fail. What? All, all I've, I haven't said that. I haven't said it's going to be a failure. I I'm just assuming. It. I'm just assuming. Right. Exactly. You're the one to say. Ron's Ron's just in the crew of people that can't unsee the black bar. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, and that's. I don't care. Right, and if you were to ask me my opinion about what I actually thought about it, I would say that I think that hands down, this is absolutely the best looking smartwatch we've seen to date. Yeah. Absolutely. It's still flawed. That doesn't mean it's not the best one out here right now, though. But, so, I, but I would say that about any product, and we all would. When, when, when everybody was kicking and screaming and saying that the Moto X was the best, absolutely best phone last year, we all admitted there were flaws with it. Didn't mean that we didn't still think it was the best. Wait. Ron making good points tonight, as usual. I'm, uh, this is sort of related, not... Well, yeah, it's related. So I, the next iPhone launch is when? September like 10th or September something? or something, yeah. Who knows? So, is there any chance... I, I don't keep up. Is there any chance they announce a watch finally? Or is that not really happening? Or are we Gruber, still... I don't know. Gruber, in the, the talk show this last week, was saying he thinks there's going to be a separate event. And several other... Uh, Mark Gurman from 9to5Mac also thinks there's going to be a separate event in okay. October. So, okay. most people are thinking a separate October event. The only reason I say that is because Motorola still hasn't announced when this thing's available. <laughs> so, you know, if they if if Apple, you know, were to do that in September with the new iPhone, I mean, that would just it'll kill whatever Motorola does, even as pretty as the Moto 360 might be. So, maybe but if, they're, if they're waiting until October, something horrible. What's that? So Apple could come out with something horrible. Who knows? If yeah. it's a square, if it's if, if Apple comes out with a square iWatch, then I think it's DOA anyways. I don't know. I, you know, Gruber made an interesting point on the talk show where he was, he was, they were talking about the 360 and how that shape is actually, depending on the size, is bad for text. 
because um, the biggest spot you've got on there is in the middle of the of the display. What text are what text do you need? I don't get what you're saying. You, like you, like you reading like reading a message yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, that makes it difficult to display text and things like that, which it, which is true. I, I absolutely agree that the, the I think a round face for something that you're using most often as a watch looks a lot better. Um, that's one of the things that I hated the most about the Pebble was that it was squared off. Um, so, but that is like that's and that's on top of the fact that pretty much everybody that I've seen that's been using Android Wear is kind of over it now. Um, I haven't used the G Watch in like. Since I reviewed it, yeah, I so, think that's because the devices kind of suck, though. Yeah, I mean, the watch is ugly as hell, and the Gear Live is just not that cool looking. I mean, it's fine, right. the best but, looking. But I think two. if the if the functionality was there, that would maybe make up for it. But I'm seeing plenty of people that are Android enthusiasts not wearing them anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think that's only because they don't look very good. I think if they had something that actually looked good on their wrist and they enjoyed wearing, like said, ooh, like I get so many compliments on this thing, maybe they would wear it a bit more. You're not going to get a compliment wearing a Gear Live or a G Watch. But I think well, I think the, the other watch. side of that is that their Android Wear is not good enough right now to make you right. wear it, even though your watch is ugly. You know what that's I mean? What, like, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's nothing dragging people to Android Wear, keeping them on it, even though they have kind of an ugly watch. Right, because that was the thing with the Droid. Like, when Android 2.0 was out and you had the original Droid, it definitely was uglier than iOS, but it had more functionality than iOS did, right. so that brought people over. Right. Um, who knows what Apple's going to come out with? If anything, they could come out with nothing. Who knows? Like, literally nobody knows anything. It's hanging but, out with the Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, like, nobody TV. knows. It could be something that's that's on par with, what, with Android Wear. It could be something worse. It could be something better. Who knows? If it is something better, I don't think anybody has any idea what that is yet because nobody seems to be able to come up with a smartwatch right. actual product or concept that makes sense to me or, or to anybody else that that's actually wearing it unless you just love getting buzzed with the same notifications that you can't do anything about. Like that's And that's, we've been talking about this for probably a year, maybe two years now. Like Nobody really knows what to do with that space. Everybody right. wants to be in it, but nobody knows what to do with it yet. Nobody's quite figured out exactly what that space is good for. Um, so, and that's, I think that's the big thing, and that's that's going to be the Moto, the Moto 360's problem, too, I think, is that even though it is the best-looking one, it doesn't necessarily have any functionality that makes me go, oh, I want to spend 250, 350 bucks on it or whatever and wear that every day. Well, yeah. I think the Moto, X, the Moto 360 has the wireless charging going for it because I'm still a big fan of my Fitbit, but charging that, finding times, consistent times to charge that, is difficult, so it's led to me only wearing it, you know, every other day. Like, even though I still enjoy it and still wear it, or still want to wear it, um, I think the Moto 360 is going to have the benefit of just have like a real watch. Some people take their watch off at night. All you have to do is take it off and put it on that charger, and I think that will probably boost some of the numbers, and I think that might be, um, well, at least for me, I could see that being why I would stop wearing the Samsung and uh, LG one, but I don't know. That's a that's a pretty yeah. weak argument. But well, that I mean that yeah, that has potential. It's not it's not that much more of a change though than plugging something in. I don't think either. So and and nothing yeah. nothing's more terrible than having a dead smartwatch on your wrist. You look like an idiot. Like every time my Pebble died, I felt terrible. I took it off. I'd, I'd rather show my bad watch tan than have a dead watch face <laughs> on my wrist. I think what the Moto 360 has going for it is its looks. And then yeah. 
that's hopefully enough to at least get tech geeks and stuff, and maybe even some non-tech geeks to buy just because it looks good, and then hopefully Android Wear gets better over time so that you actually find yourself that you can't live without it, and then hopefully the battery lasts more than a day and some other things, but... Right. Well, and I think that's the thing, like... I honestly think it would have been, like, Android Wear has been out for how long now? Uh, two Four months? months? Month and a half? Two months. Two months. Not quite so, two, yeah. Okay. Like, in that time, you would think that we would see something, like, development-wise, I and mean, we haven't really seen that much in terms of apps and things like that. Like, no. I think I think Google would have been better off waiting and said, hey, we need to have one killer feature that really sets Android Wear apart that makes you go, oh, wow, I need to have that. And, th- like, there really isn't anything... On, on Android Wear that makes you go, oh, I need that. Yeah. I mean, they, just, they thought it would be Google Now, I think, but unless yeah, you're, like, traveling but, and moving around the city and stuff, like, it doesn't really, I don't know. No, Google Now... It, it, like you mentioned earlier, getting a buzz on your wrist every five minutes is actually not that fun. No, it's actually annoying. It's point. actually annoying, yes. Yeah, that's, that's why I ended up wearing... The only time I started using notifications on my Pebble again was when I was in New York and it was freezing outside, so I didn't want to pull my hand out of my pocket. Right. Right. Like that was literally the only time that I turned them right back off, and then I bought a regular, normal adult watch. Like, it's just like if you're just using it, like it's great as a timepiece, but for anything else, like nobody's figured out exactly what it's good for yet. Um, if you have a killer feature that makes you go, "Oh, I really need to have that to either either augment or improve my smartphone," uh, you know how I use that or whatever, then that's that's great. But I don't think anybody's nobody's even come up with an idea that makes me go, "Oh, somebody should do that." Like I haven't seen anything. Yeah, that, remote, that remotely makes me go. Yeah, I want to have something that's smart that I have to charge on my wrist. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, part of our job is to write up Android Wear stuff as it shows up, and I don't know that we've written anything about it in a while because the stuff coming out for it is so unimportant and doesn't do. Well, anything then again, for the I would, I would say that most of the Android developers that, um, you know, make pretty good apps or would call themselves Android enthusiasts and are probably waiting for the Moto 360 a lot, like a lot of us are. That could be, yeah. It's possible. But, but if you're really excited about possibly making money on a new platform, you're going to yeah, get Yeah, that's it. true. That is yeah. true. Then you should have got in early. So, yeah. So, you know, we got a big leak. We still don't know much. Uh, I would imagine this thing's going to be here in September. I don't think we know when yet, uh, which kind of leads into the next topic. We're moving out of 360, if you guys don't mind. Uh, so sources of ours, uh, multiple sources have told us that Moto X should arrive on Verizon around November, uh, November, September 25th. Uh, and, you know, we feel pretty confident about that date. And so I would imagine if the new Moto X is coming then, the 360's got to be coming around then too, if not slightly before. So 360 could be here within a month, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so new Moto X... I don't know that anyone has a confirmation on the name, uh, but we're hearing Verizon September 25th. It could be at other carriers before then. Uh, we're hoping you know Motorola announces it before then, so we know more about it and things like that. Uh, we did get a benchmark for it, uh, a device that could potentially be it. Uh, shows like a Snapdragon 801 processor, two gig of RAM, things like that. Uh, I would imagine the device is not going to have like a Quad HD display and things like that. It'll be like the Moto X last year. It'll still have good specs, but they're not top of the line. Just hopefully Motorola sells it ridiculously cheap instead of what they did last year where they tried for the first like month or whatever to sell it for $199 on contract and no one bought it and things like that. So 
Yeah, so new motor products should be here in September, I think. What's the last day of summer? 9.22 or something like that? And I think they said late summer, so they're running out of time. And the 25th is actually outside of that date, so hopefully they sell it on AT&T before that. Hopefully AT&T doesn't get it. I don't think we've talked about this at all. Hopefully AT&T doesn't get an exclusive on Moto Maker for the new Moto X again. Yeah. Remember how annoying nope. that was? It'll it was be like, stupid yeah. again. Wasn't it like a three-month exclusive? It was like... Because the phone came out, I think, in August. End of August. And it until, have it in November, I don't think. Yeah, it was November. So everyone that wanted the Moto X had to wait until November so they could create a custom one if they didn't want the white or black one because they wanted it on, like, Verizon. What a terrible idea that was. Hopefully they don't do that this year. That's all I can say. Uh, let's see. Oh, so today we got a a benchmark for the Moto Shamu, which is apparently the next Nexus device, which was initially rumored to be a 5.9-inch oversized gigantic whale, uh, except we had benchmarks show up. I don't know if you guys saw this. but So the benchmark the benchmark listed... So w- when you benchmark a device, a name gets put in, right? And whoever put this name in put it as Motorola Shamu, parentheses, Google Nexus 6, question mark. So I don't know if that's somebody that works for GFX Bench that edited the name to that, or if the person running the benchmark randomly didn't know what device they were. Like, I don't know how that even makes sense. Uh, We kind of called this benchmark BS, but it says that the device has a 5.2-inch display. It's quad HD, Snapdragon 805, 3 gig of RAM, 32 gig of storage, and a 12-megapixel camera, depending on which benchmark you're looking at. It could be a 13-megapixel. It's kind of all over the board, but 5.2-inch does not say 5.9-inch and also doesn't hint at the code name of Shamu, which is a whale. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I think if there's anything to believe about that whatsoever? No. I don't think so either. It just sounds uh, too good to be true, at least in terms of a Motorola Nexus device. A QHD display is the last thing I'm expecting to see in a Nexus device, at least for another year or two or something. I just don't see Google wanting to adopt a QHD display like that. We already know Nexus devices are kind of crappy in terms of battery life sometimes. So throwing in a QHD and, I don't know, there's no battery mentioned here, but... No. I don't know. I'm just not not digging this. I saw someone say that maybe this was a new droid, but I don't think that. I don't think a new droid is going to come with QHD display either. So, but I could be wrong. <laughs> do do we have any idea how the droids have sold on Verizon? I don't know that. Don't I don't know that we've heard. Um, I wonder if they're going to keep doing that. I would guess we're going to get two new droids. We'll get so rather than the three, right, where we had the two devices that were the same and one had a bigger battery. I think this year they're going to trim it down. So we'll get probably another Max kind of like device, and then we'll get another Mini, is my guess. At least I've kind of heard some rumblings about a couple of at least two that are probably Droids. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to do the three. I think Verizon still sells Droid devices. Like I think people come in and go, I want the new Droid. And I would imagine that the Max sold fairly well just because it had that crazy battery life. So. Do you think people still... I don't know. I think people walk in and say, I want a Galaxy. Yeah, I think Galaxy. people do, yeah. But or maybe, or maybe maybe a 1, maybe. 
Maybe they shop around and, like, look at the phones that they have on display, maybe. Like, wouldn't that be crazy if people didn't just come in and said, I want well, yeah. the one I saw on TV? Like, they, they could always I, I just don't hear people talking about droids anymore at all. Like, most people are calling it Android now. Like, unless they're, like, really, really old. Like, everybody's, like I don't think anybody's calling Android phones droids anymore. Uh, I think you might be surprised. <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure they're still out there, like I, like I said. But, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think is people Droid definitely go brand that people care about. An Android phone, they probably ask for the new Galaxy. Yeah, everyone always says, "Oh, I've got the new Galaxy." I hear Galaxy like, one, a lot. The, the yeah. three, the four, the five. They're like, oh, the yeah. four, and I'm like, "Oh, there's already a new one." Like, <laughs> uh, most most of the time, people I talk to have no idea which number they have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really like, just have a Galaxy. I'm so, actually and, and a Galaxy. Go <laughs> I was just gonna say real quick uh, that the Galaxy form factor has become kind of the icon for. Uh, Android software as well. Like, you see an app, it'll show like an iPhone and then a Galaxy. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. You're absolutely right. It sucks. Damn it. Um, Ugly phones. I've actually heard a lot of people can identify the HTC One by mm-hmm. name, and I guess that's just because it's that simple. You know, it's just three letters. Yeah, but do they but, say uh, M8? Do they say? No, no, no. 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 I, they, I don't know. They'll say no. one though, and I think it is like it's a distinctive design too. I think that's the yeah. like. Yeah. It's just it, it. It looks cool. And then they buy a galaxy. And then they buy the galaxy. <laughs> right, right after they say that looks cool, and go, "Where are the galaxies?" Really cool. I'll take oh, five galaxies. Slippery though. Why does it have two cameras? I don't know. Says the carrier <laughs> guy. Buy a galaxy. Okay. <laughs> button. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if people are buying droids. I think they are. I think they were buying the Max. I would imagine people actually bought that phone. Other than that, I don't know. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if people walk in and say that anymore, but I would guess there's going to be another version of that this year. Yeah, the only droid I saw, I think I saw the, I think the last, like, droid phone I've seen in public was the Droid Razor Mini. Yeah, so that was... about that. Well, and, I, I mean, I can't tell you the last time I actually saw a droid phone in public. <laughs> But so I, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I think Verizon likes that brand still. I think they still the, feel uh, like they survive. What was the Razer Max called, or the Droid Max, when it came out on AT&T? What was the naming there? The Atrix? No. Like, the new one. Like, the last one that they released with the big battery. I don't think they had one on AT&T. The, I, I think the last two Motorola devices... Well, they had the Moto X, but they had otherwise it was Atrix and then Atrix HD. Oh, that's what the Atrix HD. My uh, grandpa has one of those, and that's the only time I ever get to see like a Motorola phone yeah. in the wild, not a Moto X. That was an interesting phone. Yeah. I think I actually yep. reviewed that randomly. Yeah, that was a couple years Dang ago. It. That phone's old now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, droids. I, I think that that Verizon won't let that die for a while. Even if buys it. It's kind of silly that you know Motorola pushes the Moto X as its flagship, and then Verizon is like, "No, Droid, get these Droids." It's, it's just too many devices still. Yeah, we talked about a long time ago, but there's just yeah. so many devices still. It's it's dropped quite a bit though. I mean, when you walk into a Verizon store, there's not. Yeah, you don't have, like, three HTC devices, and then, like, four droids, right. and then Samsung doing their own thing, and then a bunch of, I- and then a couple of iPhones, and then, I- actually, and I was told Blackberry. That, yeah, I was going to say BlackBerry, but somebody told me the other day that, uh, I can't remember the date, 
but that Verizon was no longer going to carry Blackberries in yeah. store. You had to order them online only. It's online only, yeah. It was, it was a few months ago, I think. Was it a few months ago? Okay. Yeah. You, you might see a Windows phone, maybe like one. See, and I've completely forgotten that that even exists. I know that's terrible, but <laughs> they're so irrelevant. Like, at least BlackBerry yeah. makes headlines for just saying dumb things because their CEO spouts off or something at, like, little tiny right. companies like BlackPhone. Like, the BlackPhone-BlackBerry controversy is the funniest thing. Like, BlackPhone's, like, thanks for, you know, putting our name in the headlines, BlackBerry. It, yeah, Windows Phone, I don't even know what's going on there anymore. I saw they got swarmed today, the app. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't look like a Windows Phone app, which is great. Oh, really? It actually just looks like normal it Swarm. Just looks, it just looks like a nice app. Yeah, mm. Windows Phone sucks. Uh, all right, we can move out all this Motorola stuff. There was lots of Motorola stuff going on, which is usually a big deal, but most of this is just so up in the air, we don't really know where to go with it. Uh, but today, big news, the Galaxy Alpha was announced. <laughs> and uh, it's metal. At least the frame is metal. The back is still a removable, flimsy piece of plastic that's textured, though. Uh, this is the new design standard for Samsung going forward, apparently, according to the press release. And the specs basically show a device with a 720p display, 2 gig of RAM, a really tiny battery, 12 megs. 720p? Yeah, it's 720p. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, 32 gig of storage, no SD card slot, which is a first for Samsung in a while. I actually reached out to their PR and said, what's the deal? Why isn't there one? I need a quote. And they said, like, yeah, we'll get right back to you, and they won't get back to me now, so I don't know if I touched on something there they don't really want to talk about. Anyway, so no SD card slot. 12 megapixel camera, does have fingerprint sensor and heart rate monitor. And they ditched USB 3.0, those giant, god-awful charging ports. good. Yeah, and went back to 2.0. And the device is really slim, though. It's 6.7 millimeters. It only weighs 115 grams. It's definitely slim, but, I mean, you can see that it does have a removable backplate. Maybe, yeah. they, maybe they just couldn't fit an SD card in there, and they were like, crap, we're out of room, and we're out of money. Like, mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the processor on it? It's an octa-core. Exynos. Octa-core. Yeah, and, I don't know if it's an Exynos 5 or what. They didn't list that. Right. They just said, said octa-core. So, at my new job, I walked in, and the, the only other person that has a Android phone is the uh, website builder. And uh, everyone else has iPhones, and it's, you know, a Mac-dominated world there, so they always make fun of us for having Android. They always throw jokes. So... I, it was just him and I in the office, and I was like, hey, I saw the post on Droid Life that it got announced. I was expecting some big thing from Samsung, but I just heard nothing and then opened the site, and I, oh, new phone. So I sent it over to him. I was like, hey, you're going you're gonna to get this. It looks like an iPhone. Maybe they'll stop making fun of us now. And he's like, so when uh, iPhone created a cheaper phone, they made it out of cheaper materials, and it sold really well, and then when Android makes a better phone or makes a cheaper phone, they make it out of more expensive materials and less specs. And I was like, yes, that's that's exactly what Android does. Basically. Yeah, this waits. People still go, haha, you have an Android phone? Like people still do that? Well <laughs> it's it, completely off subject, but like people still do that? It's just like jokes, just little like snide remarks, like I know, but that's what I'm saying, like people still do that? Like 
I, I still get comments. Still. <laughs> you mean like people with Android phones like go, ha, Ron, your iPhone? Like people do that? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, have you been on the website? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with this little site called Droid Life, but so, yeah, it still happens. <laughs> this, is, this is completely unrelated to everything except this potential conversation right here, but I was in Montana a few weeks ago, and I posted up a picture, and Ron comments on this picture and goes, I really like this picture. And, like, some random guy shows up in the comments on my personal Instagram and goes, yeah, but Ron has an iPhone. Ha ha. And then, like, no one else commented, so he came nope. back <laughs> and wrote again and wrote, I know, sorry, that's an old joke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which was, I was just, I was embarrassed for him. I was like, just delete a comment, dude, just delete it. Nobody knows how to delete comments, though, so here's how you no, do it. Okay, tutorial for everybody. Because nobody knows, and it's super annoying, because then they, like, rewrite it again. Or, like, post, like, okay, so what you do, you tap on comment, and then you swipe to delete over your comment. Or you can report a comment that way. Turns out. So that's how you do it. So please do that, people. And don't do not do what this guy did, because then I'll feel sad for you. <laughs> oh, okay, so apparently people still do that. I don't know. I guess I just it's kind of surprising me. I just thought that that was so old and childish that people didn't necessarily do that anymore. But you're right, Ron. People do it all day to you. So I'd imagine people do it in the real world the as well. Way. Yeah. And they clearly do it to Eric. I don't know. Yep. Eric and the and the website programmer obviously deserve it, but normal people. <laughs> They're sharing Galaxy Alpha links at work and stuff like that. Yeah, but who, who does that? Come on, come on, Eric. You know better than that. So this Galaxy Alpha, <laughs> we <laughs> the Galaxy Alpha is coming early September. Uh, we didn't get any markets announced whatsoever. There was no press event. It was just a press release. It came out at like 1 a.m. last night, and we don't know pricing. So we don't really know anything other than Samsung basically released this phone to say we're using metal now with chamfered edges and this is our new standard for Galaxy going forward and that was kind of it. Like They might sell this in like Korea only or something. We don't even know if it's going to come anywhere else. When they listed the, uh, the wireless bands, all they listed was that it's LTE Cat 6. They didn't say any GSM bands or CDMA or anything. So it really is like a phone that, although they created like six colors for it, I think. Like, I don't know if we'll ever really see it. I think it's just they're just going to take this and then move it forward probably into new devices. But it seemed like a big announcement, and then you kind of read about it and realized that Samsung doesn't care about it either other than, like, look, hey, metal. We did it! Yay! That's exactly what they were hoping for. Yeah. And look, it looks kind of nice. I mean, it looks like an iPhone. I don't think you can deny that. It's got, like, the, the like, drilled holes for the single speaker. They didn't even put a dual speaker in the damn thing. I mean, it doesn't look bad. It looks kind of nice. No, but it, it does... It looks exactly like an iPhone. I, that's the thing. Like, I don't. Why can't anybody design anything differently? They just can't. <laughs> like, there's a there's like a hump where the port is on the bottom, yeah. and that's kind of the only difference. Well, there's I guess on each corner it kind of like does this like whoop, like it kind of goes like out a little bit. Otherwise, it just looks like an iPhone. Although I kind of want to hold one just to see what it feels like. A Samsung phone that doesn't feel like cheap plastic. Yes. 
which is like that's I guess that's an improvement, but it's just it's just like why why bother though? Yeah, why knock down all the other why, yeah. specs? And why and why copy a two year old design? Yeah, I don't know. And why do it on a phone with mid range sort of specs that only deserves a press release? Like if you're gonna change your design yeah. language and style and standard and everything, why do you do that in a press release? Who That's said this? Did they say they were doing that? I thought it was just for this phone. They didn't say they were. No, the press release says set, setting a new standard design. for Samsung Galaxy design. I don't think this is a big deal. I think it's just a crappy phone. This is the company that, felt, that held a press release for the Continuum. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. Um, I think we're uh, a conference there. But it says like like it says Samsung today unveiled its new design approach. So, like, this is clearly where they're going in the future, is metal and different textures and stuff. But, I don't know, just all they got was a press release. I mean, I guess it, it is. It's not a high-end phone. They just are like, look, we created this little phone for the hell of it, and it's metal, and look to see what we have next kind of thing, maybe? That's what I think. Yeah. Did you look at the silver one, though? I actually thought it looked kind of nice. I wish they would have put that color in other phones. I want that white one. Oh, the white one. Although um, it's 720p crap, yeah. crap battery, like the there's tiny. no, I, I'm not touching this thing. Um, I, I might touch it just to feel it. Yeah, but no, 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 no. This is not a daily driver for me. Just a touch. And it's touch whiz. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's like the big killer, right? It looks like a nice little phone, and you go, oh, I'd give it a run for a little bit, and then you go, eh, touch whiz. Is it worth dealing with touch whiz? I mean, maybe, maybe it won't lag on this one. It will. It probably will. It doesn't have as, as high resolution of a display to drive, though. I wonder if that... That's true. That is true, but I don't know that it matters. <laughs> Samsung phones have lagged for years, no matter yeah. what the resolution. If they would have specified which octa-core that was, then maybe we could know a bit more about how it will perform driving only a 720p display with yeah. 2 gigs of RAM, but it could be like last year's jank model. Like, gosh... I just don't, I don't trust Samsung to release a phone that performs well. That's how, how many gigs does the S5 have? Gig? Two. Oh, two. 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 It's got yeah. two gigs of RAM and it still lags. Like, yeah. Well, that phone's crap. <laughs> like, I know, but it's just like you've got two gigs of RAM. Like, What are you doing? I don't know what like, they're doing. Their software team sucks. Look at TouchWiz. It is so ugly. Look, it got improved a lot in the last version. It's sure, still, but like dressing up a turd, it's still a turd. Yeah, it's still a turd. It's we're not calling. Turd. We're not saying it's not a turd. We we agree. It is a turd. Tim and Ron agreed on something. We've always yeah. agreed that Samsung's or uh, <laughs> TouchWiz is garbage. I yeah. think. Uh, so. I actually to, like the look of this phone. I'm not gonna lie. It looks cool, but it, it's in. crap, dude. The trap. Trust <laughs> me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm never gonna buy one. You just like it because it looks like an iPhone that runs Android. Probably. I think that's why. It's cool. <laughs> Down it looks, inside. Yeah. It, Damn looks like a, it looks like an old like iPhone. Now. I'm just flipping through the pictures. I like the space gray one. Wait, the space gray of the iPhone? Yep. <laughs> it looks like a Xiaomi phone is what it looks like. I just want an iPhone. That's... All right, so that was announced. Just get a Xiaomi phone. It looks exactly like it. Oh. And the software is way closer. Xiaomi. Yeah. Somebody who Pocket Now got a Xiaomi Mi, Mi 4 the other day. 
I kind of want one just to, for like five minutes. I don't yeah. think they have Google services, do they? No, no. Yeah, so that, no, never mind. I'll just yeah, that's the problem. Just, no si- just sideload it. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. You can't always just sideload everything. All right, so Galaxy Alpha, that's official. Can't buy it. Who knows if you ever will. And that leads us into the Galaxy Note 4, which uh, is pictured, well, a couple of things. So first, Samsung actually announced an event for September 3rd, and their, the, the invite said Note on it, basically. We know the new Note's coming. I believe that's the week of IFA, which is when they always announce new Galaxy Note phones. So September 3rd, Tim will be there in New York. They're actually doing like a triple event. They're doing the global event in Berlin at IFA, also one in Beijing, and then in New York. And so Tim and Dave will be on hand for that. Galaxy Note 4 exclusive right here in my hand. Oh, I'm just kidding, it's the S5. <laughs> <laughs> so sneaky. Uh, but so yeah, so the phone, at least allegedly, got pictured. And it also looks metal. And Chaffered, or Chaffered, I, I wasn't even paying attention when you pronounced it. I was like, I wonder how you pronounce that word. Do you think? Is that what you said? I think it's... Chamfered? Chamfered? Chamfered. Pretty sure it's Chamfered. Unless, right. you're, unless you're in an Apple video, that's Chomfred. Chomfred, okay. Just making sure. No one ever used the word Chamfered, by the way, right. until Apple right. Chamfered that's something out bezel. exactly right. And then everyone's like, Chamfered! I don't even know if that's the correct use of the word Chamfer, but... Chamfer all the edges. Chamfer at all. So, yeah, so Galaxy Note 4 photographed. Uh, they Whoever, oh, so pictures were GSM Arena. 5.7-inch quad HD display, chamfered all of everything, and a back that looks kind of faux leathery, but not quite as cheesy maybe as last year's, and lots of squareness going on. Everything's square, definitely an S Pen. USB 3, that giant USB 3.0 port that only Samsung uses. <laughs> Uh, but metal. So I asked Tim earlier today. I said, "How heavy do you think this phone's going to be if it's if it's got a metal frame and a 5.7 inch display?" Probably pretty heavy. It's going to be heavy. Has to be. Um, I will say the front, you know, looks pretty good. We're talking minimal bezel going on here. The top bezel looks real thin. Um, and those edges, no bezel at all. Yeah, no bezel at all. Although you know the bottom with the home button and the uh, recent apps and the back button, man, come on, get with, just let it go, Samsung. Just let it go. But, if you're gonna use a physical home button, I'd rather they just keep the menu button. I don't know why that is. I just. I actually completely agree with that. I never use recent apps button for some reason because I find that it lags out every phone that I use, especially on the G3. Like, gee, it stutters. I'm like, well, I'm never touching that button again. Speaking of the yeah. G3's recent tasks, it's so terrible. You'll be in an app, get out of it, and you'll hit the recent task to go back into the app you were just in, and it's not there. Like, it just doesn't register that you were just in an app. You're absolutely right. And so the only reason I noticed that is, so I picked up the Jawbone Up thingy. Jawbone. I don't know, another stupid fitness band to test. Actually, I like this one a lot. I'll probably write it up. But uh, its app isn't supported on the G3, so I had to sideload it. <laughs> yeah, not supported. So it's super laggy and terrible on the G3, and it like disconnects all the time. And so I have to like go into recent tasks and kill the app and open it back up so it reconnects. Uh, and so that's how I noticed the G3s. Yeah, multitasking is really terrible. I've been finding on the Moto X recently when I go into Moto ta- or uh, multitasking, I'll like click on the bottom one here. Uh-huh. And then it'll open up a completely different app. Like this time, it actually worked, but sometimes I'll like click on Gmail at the bottom, and it'll open up like 
Chrome, which is like seven tasks up. I don't know. I yeah, have to be so very, I believe very Google has addressed that in Android L because their recent apps thing was really broken, especially dealing with Chrome and things like that. Like if you go from Gmail and click on a link and get into Chrome, it still thinks you're in Gmail, even though it yeah. opens up. Yeah. So they've addressed well, their whole like back button thing has always been screwed with that. Which yeah. I'm sure it's tied it together with where you're going from app to app. Yeah. So in Android L, they've addressed a lot of that. It's a little bit better, but I know, I know what you mean, Eric, and I think it's that. So hopefully you'll see an update to that soon. Actually, we didn't mention that, but Motorola's uh, Punit Sony said that Android L is for sure coming to the Moto X. That's good news. Uh, anyways, back to Note 4. So, surprise, surprise. Yeah, so September 3rd is uh, Note 4 day. I want to talk about Note 4 real quick and how yeah. it's reported to have this QHD display. So one of Samsung's reps, uh, he's like a PR guy, Philip Byrne, I believe. Oh, yeah, Phil. Yeah, yeah Phil. Yeah. He, was on, he was on Twitter, I think it was either today or yesterday, and he tweeted out that he was looking for apps that support QHD because he was trying out, like, the other people's QHD phone. Sure. And, and he made it sound like, you know, QHD sucked because there are basically no apps that are made for QHD. Right. And, uh, you know, with the QHD display coming to Galaxy phones, at least, you know, reportedly, um, I think it's so silly to start... I felt like he was just trying to start a little flame war, you know, because everyone's like, ooh, QHD, but, you know, Samsung phones are getting QHD. Yeah, one already has it, the Galaxy S5. Right, and he's already just kind of talking smack, and I don't appreciate that. <laughs> You're calling out Phil Byrne. Yeah, I'm calling you out, brother. <laughs> now, I don't care. I just thought it was stupid how the way he went about it. You know, I, I will say that we need apps to support it, but there's really what one phone that has you know Quad HD. I was complaining to you this about this the other day, wasn't I, Tim? About wallpapers. Like I had an icon pack that had some sweet wallpapers in it, and I hit apply on the G3, and it didn't fit. Like it was cut off on the top and bottom, and it was an icon pack where you couldn't individually download the wallpapers, so it really pissed me off. And so yeah, I couldn't even use them. It sucked. I should like complain to the dev. Absolutely. Uh yeah. Oh, in the Capital One app, if you guys have a Capital One card and use the app, it. You have to like scroll. Actually, the U.S. Bank app's the same way. You have to like scroll in the app because it just pulls up a web page, I think. Um, and you have to like scroll around because it doesn't show everything on the QHD display. Like it just freaks out and doesn't oh work gosh. properly. Yeah, it's kind of a mess. Okay. Yeah, the G3 definitely struggles to get apps to work properly, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah, uh, a lot of the wallpaper apps I've been downloading, yeah, I can just tell. You know, they say full HD resolution, and I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Not for the phone I've got. Right. <laughs> and uh, so every time I apply a wallpaper, it's just blown out. And just yeah. Like, yeah. So it sucks. So we, developers just have to pick a, pick a new standard, and that's 2560 by 1440. That's right. Websites look bad and stuff. If you look at some websites, you can tell they're made for... I don't even know. Not even 1080p. 720. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, and that happens every single time there's a new... Um, jump in res. Yeah. yeah, like I remember on what phone was that? Well, I remember the when the iPad got its first. Did it get it, its first Retina? I think, and everyone went, "Oh my God, the web looks terrible." Yeah, and it was the same well, thing. Was on all the MacBooks too. Yeah, when the MacBooks got oh, it, everyone yeah, just, yeah, also oh, weird. Yeah, everything looked really bad. Yeah. Well, same, same thing with like the Yoga Two by Lenovo. If you use that, which run, runs Windows, tons of applications don't size correctly. 
that's that's in Windows. Like you think that that would yeah <laughs> worked out. But no, still weird issues. So I hope we don't go above. There's no signs of us going above Quad HD. Are there on phones? We, should, we, should, we didn't need to go above 1080p. No, we didn't. But you can make a great argument. We didn't need to go above 720. Apple yeah, we talked about argument. this before. Like, we can't keep going up until we have some uh, battery uh, innovation, which we're, which we're never going to get. Well, not just battery, but but I think I mean, this is this is something that I'm working on right now. But oh, we get a sneak peek of the next Ron article. Yeah, sneak peek. But there's there's a problem with like the display. Like Android phones have been bigger than iPhones for a very long time. But iPhone displays display more stuff. They display more stuff, yeah. And it's like it drives me crazy. Like especially like even on something like the Moto X, we're like, okay, I've got these side by side. They're almost the same size, right? Moto Moto X is a slightly larger display. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, you know, you go app to app and uh, from Instagram, Path, Tumblr, like major apps. Even though the display is larger and higher resolution, um, it. I can see more on the iPhone, and that drives me absolutely crazy. So it's almost like a zoom level, you're saying? Yeah. That's like a developer problem. It's absolutely a developer problem, because what they're doing is they're just... Well, it's partially a developer problem, it's partially a Google problem, because um, Google needs to set standards, basically, and say, hey, you can have multiple, you know, size displays or whatever, but they've got to be one of these. Mm -hmm. That way, developers have something to shoot for instead of shooting for one of 100 different display sizes. Because um, then, otherwise, you have to make your app just be able to move in any display size, and that's not good. That's how you get crappy stuff like in Windows. So you've got to have something to shoot for. Um, that way, you can just say, okay, this is the amount of content to display, and fi- and then, you know, apps like Instagram and stuff like that have to figure out what they want to prioritize. If they want to prioritize the image or comments or whatever else, and then figure out how to display it so that you're actually showing more content. Because that's like it's super annoying to have people like well like this latest Samsung commercial where they're you know they're talking about how like oh the, the next big thing has already been here we've had giant phones for a while and it's like yes you have but my tiny iPhone shows more than your giant phone so like it doesn't matter like it's it's the same thing as having like it's the same thing as having like a high resolution like a big like 32 inch TV that is the same resolution as my crappy curved tube TV like it doesn't matter. Like the resolution and, and how you're displaying the content has to match. Otherwise, you're not showing anything, and it's not superior in any way. You just have a giant phone that shows you less less information. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't have an iPhone, so I don't have that to compare to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you've only ever had an Android phone, you wouldn't know that. No, but yeah, having the two side by side, it's like I don't like if it, like if somebody was, wants to walk into a store and look at apps side by side, like. If you want to see more content, you should actually get an iPhone, even though it's smaller. Like you'll see more content. Which I mean, is even though you have to hold it like this, <laughs> I think yeah, sure. In, in certain applications um, and, and situations, yes, the iPhone does display more content, especially on Instagram. Is where I noticed it the That's most. A big you, one. Yeah. yeah, you posted that picture, and I was like, look how much more crap they get to see. Mm-hmm. But then again, you gotta you know monocle it. But uh, <laughs> say if I'm watching YouTube videos or I'm on Netflix, you know, the benefits of having a larger display are quite apparent. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, yes, I totally agree that in certain applications, I think developers just need to get their crap together. And this is Instagram we're talking about. This is a billion-dollar yeah. company. Yeah, yeah but Instagram uh, I mean, still hates Android. You know that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I think their, their new design is totally just garbage. The flat is really getting to me. I'm just not digging it anymore. Um, so it's boring, but my point is, you got a billion dollars, got bought by Zuck, 
least you could do is give me give me a good looking app, or at least the same app that the iOS folks get. It's garbage. Yeah, I just just learn how to just learn how to use the giant display in a way that's beneficial for people. Because then then there's a tangible difference outside of playing. Like video is an obvious one where it's like yes, if you want the video to be bigger, get the phone with a giant screen. But like in terms of like when you're doing things like email, text messaging, things like that, like you want to be able to see more of that information. You want to be able to see more of it in context. And so like if you've got the big screen but you actually don't see as much, there's no benefit to it. And in fact, there's de- there's detriments to it because now you're carrying around this giant phone that's showing you less information and is more, easier to drop. I'm getting the iPhone six. <laughs> <laughs> Developers just need to learn how to develop. That's all there is. Learn how to develop, guys. That's what I was saying. Come on, I was guys, totally gonna like load it up on this iPod Touch I have, and it says my <laughs> iOS beta expired. I have to do, <laughs> I have to do a restore. Yeah. I can't even use the damn thing. Oh, that's yeah. the beta expired. They do expire. That's so weird. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't sign back up for it because yeah. it's like ridiculously expensive and wasn't worth it. So hundred bucks. But is that hundred bucks? Yeah, it's it's not bad. But that's but that's the thing. Like I think. It's partially a developer problem and it's partially a Google problem because like Google just says make whatever size of device you want and that that does make it hard for developers um, and so their only recourse at that point is just to say okay we're only going to support certain devices then and then you're losing customers so it's a, it's not an easy thing to fix mm-hmm. um, without Google cracking down which they never do so yeah I was just looking to see if there's like Anything. on the G three if there's like a way to adjust Zoom and there's not. When do you plan on having that posted, Ronald? Um, I've got it pretty much written up. Just need to get some more screenshots. Some more screenshots? Yeah. So sure. so for all transparency, Ron is asking me um, to take screenshots of all these different applications on various phones. And like some of these phones I haven't even turned on for a while. <laughs> I so figured like, you have I to have charge to, them up. <laughs> yeah, I have to charge them, and I have to download all the apps. And, yeah, it's ridiculous. So, so sorry. It's a Troy, lot of work. Troy life problems. DL problems. <laughs> yeah. Helping I, Ron problems. <laughs> all right, so moving out of Note 4. He's already an hour, and we haven't covered half of this stuff. Right. Uh, Samsung Gear VR, which is their virtual reality headset, will probably be unveiled along with the Note 4. And, Tim, you saw this. So The Verge had a picture of this, Tim? Do you want to talk yes. about this thing? Yeah, The Verge posted the picture. It sort of looks like Google's cardboard, except it's made of plastic, it looks like. You know, typical Samsung. Uh, made of plastic. It looks like cardboard. It's got the two little uh, monocle things, although combined, it's like binoculars. I don't know the word. But uh, anyways, and yeah, so you will strap uh, a phone. It was pictured next to a Galaxy S5, so I'm guessing it'll be probably compatible with any phone you want. You just strap it in there and close it up, and it goes on your head, like kind of like a night vision goggles or something. So you can, like, you know, don't have to hold it up to your face like Google Cardboard. And that's all we know. <laughs> I mean, who knows uh, what apps are going to push with it or games or something like that, but as a mobile gamer, I'm looking quite forward to it because, you know, they have their own game controller too, so maybe we could play games on it and just be, like, in the world <laughs> on some Unreal Engine 4 type stuff. So the, I was, I was going to ask you guys all, are, is anyone, Tim, you sound like you're kind of interested to at least play with something like this. Uh, Eric, no, you're kind of a gamer guy. Eric, are you interested in this thing at all? No. Yeah, but you liked cardboard until it tried to burn your car down. <laughs> I like cardboard because it's like, um, you know, kind of a novelty thing that I think could be cool. Like, th- I, I saw that picture and I immediately thought the virtual boy. I'm like, this is just 
the the beauty of cardboard was that it worked with a single piece of cardboard that you just folded up. Samsung yeah. was like, all right, we're going to throw a headband and plastic and a controller and, like, they're like, just give it everything. It'll sell, I swear. It, I don't know. It's just garbage. It's I mean, every time you get caught wearing this thing, I'm going to think you're looking at porn. I'm just going to say that. You're, you're, I know That's you're not what, playing a game. That's what I was saying. Oh, I heard the sickest comment on that post, and I was like, dude, you're a freak. Um, I, I, I'm not even going to repeat the comment, but it's on the post if people want to see it. But uh, <laughs> you mentioned porn and, like, a, a virtual reality headset for your phone and porn. It's ridiculous. The possibilities are endless. But uh, <laughs> what I was going to say, it was rumored that Oculus, you know, is working with Samsung to either on the hardware or software side of this. And if they are, then we can expect, you know, something somewhat decent, I would hope. So... I'm reading the comment now, by the way. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's thick, right? <laughs> yeah, good for him, I guess. Yeah, good for him. He's going to be a busy guy. He's going to be a busy guy. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah. That's Samsung's Gear VR. <laughs> yeah, so that should come out. I mean, I have zero interest in it, but apparently the world thinks there's interest. Right? Because no. Oculus no. maybe has helped partner with them a little bit on this. I don't know. Didn't Oculus and um, Facebook... Didn't Facebook buy yeah. Oculus? Yeah. But there's been talk, I think, of Samsung's VR headset having something to do with Oculus. Maybe they just offered them tips. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird. So that's coming. Is there anything else coming at that event? Probably, like, three more tablets. Oh, yeah. Well, they're going to have, what, the Galaxy Tab SS, uh, Galaxy Tab S7... 10.1s. Well, I don't think they've made like a 7.4-inch device yet, so we'll probably get that. And the in the tab 8. S 8.6, yeah. 10.6, 13.1, 12.3. We gotta cover all the inches. <laughs> Are we gonna get the Tizen Watch, the sequel to the Tizen Watch already? Because you know they just gotta pump those out as fast as possible. Oh, that, I think that is a rumor actually that there's a watch that's gonna have a. Uh, It'll hold a SIM card, so it'll be like a standalone. You can buy a I'm data sorry. package for it. Who? I mean, Samsung. Oh, Samsung. Yeah, they, I, you know, they, they just throw a lot of things at the wall, hoping stuff sticks, you know? So. You know, I'd be okay with it if they were forced to hold a press release for everything they release. Yeah, no, no, that would, no, that would, no that more. That would slow them down. Yeah. All right, that would save me on trips and stuff, so that'd be kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> yep. So that's happening. Uh, lots of stuff happening in September. It's going to be a huge month, but it usually is. We usually it's get gonna a bunch be, of it Oh, out. it's going to be huge. I was tweeting with Marquez Brownlee, MKBH Dizzle, and, uh, <laughs> oh, it's going to be a huge month. <laughs> I know. He said it first, and I was like, yeah, I can confirm that it's going to be a pretty huge month. Yeah. He's like, oh. Samsung's got an event. Apple does. We're Motorola's got to do something, right? We're assuming, right? Yeah. And then... I don't know what HTC's up to, if they've just, like, thrown in the towel, or maybe they'll do something. No, they're, they're releasing Zoe for everybody to be able to use. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they're a software company. That is them throwing in the towel. They're like, okay, here's our crap software. Take it, and we're out. Peace. You, you guys wanted this, right? Because everybody's still using Vine. Every, yeah, so you everyone wanted, was you wanted like, an alternative. Really. HTC's no, hanging the, uh, out with BlackBerry on BBM. They're the only one. What about that uh, rumored HTC watch? That'll be out sometime soon, right? Oh, apparently that's not it. I, they totally denied that, and they've just they said Except nope. Lies in it because I know what it looks like. Because yeah, they got money to just spend on frivolous designers to just 
design things that won't exist. Right. Come so, on, HTC. So, HTC watches Q4 launch, by the way. I don't know if anyone said that yet. Uh, that just reminded me on the last Robert Downey Jr. commercial they did where the sticker is still on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just in like some warehouse or something. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, real quick, five minutes, just do one take. Yeah. That was my favorite thing ever. He throws in like a random accent. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a waving it around. And... Yeah, he's got the yeah he's got the skew on the back and like a right. sticker with his IMEI on there, and he's like, yeah. "This is awesome because you should buy this." All right, am I done? <laughs> like as he's exiting the stage, he he's like trying to walk around. Get me out of here. Where's my iPhone? <laughs> yeah, that Pretty was a bad. failure. How many executives got fired for that deal? Oh. Or quit? Departed. Probably quit. Yeah. Moving right, on. So what, what's that, Jim? Moving on. Yeah, so Verizon, we'll try to whip through this. Verizon's done a whole bunch of things in the last week, two weeks. Uh, number one, well, they responded to the FCC over their throttling things. So I believe we had a show where we talked about this where they basically said, we're now going to throttle 4G LTE customers with unlimited data plans. Uh, who are in the top 5% of users, which is 4.7 gigabytes and above. And we're only going to throttle them on congested sites. And the FCC said, eh, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. You're basically uh, penalizing people depending on you know what their data plan is, and that's not right. And so Verizon responded and said, everyone's doing it, and unlimited <clears throat> data users have no incentive not to hog resources, so we should be able to... And we're only doing this when they're on, you know, high traffic sites, whereas other carriers that are doing this do it for, you know, an entire billing cycle and all this stuff. FCC sort of then kind of responded by asking other carriers for input and stuff. So that's a saga that hasn't ended yet. Uh, I want to comment on that real quick. As as Verizon is being this past couple weeks, like... They do have a point that if you're on unlimited, you don't have any incentive not to just use as much data as you want. That, like, no, but that's like a terrible excuse. Right? It is a terrible excuse, but it's still true. And I, I remember when I moved into my my first apartment down in Bloomington, and um, I didn't have internet for like the first weekend, and I I tethered my rooted phone to my laptop and watched Netflix and used about like ten gigs of data across like 28 hours you know like, it was nuts yeah and so, I, like I, I get that um, but the thing is they sold you that unlimited data plan they at one point said unlimited data is awesome we're going to sell you this plan and you bought it and you should be able to use unlimited data there's no like when you sign up for unlimited data nothing ever told you don't use Netflix don't use 20 gig a month you bought an unlimited data plan and so now they're saying well that's not cool. You can't just use it as you want. Well, why'd you sell it to me like that then? And I know things change and things evolve. I'm just saying the, yeah. that's what their argument is, is that you have no reason not to just go tear up the network. But I'm sorry, <laughs> they sold you an unlimited data plan. I don't know. And I know there's, you know, arguments either way. And, you know, people like Ron don't want you killing their network and things like that. And that's fine. Stay away from my house. Yeah, stay away from Ron's house. I don't know, it's just it, they want obviously they want us all off of unlimited data plans, and uh, they're making us out to be the enemy. Is basically what they were doing there, and I think that's a shitty lowball move by them. But don't say the S word. Sorry, apologies, children who are listening. 
Hey, kitties. Yeah, hey, kitties. <laughs> and uh, angry parents who are now turning this off. <laughs> oh, they turned us off. Fear droid life. Don't you know my daughter listens to this show? Yeah. All right, so there's some other things. Also related to unlimited data, they closed a loophole. Well, they're closing it as of August 24th. And it essentially is a loophole that some of us were using to transfer upgrades around. So basically what they're doing is if you have an older uh, like feature phone line or something like that, and you steal that feature phone's upgrade and then move your phone over to your unlimited line, if you use the upgrade on that feature phone line, they're forcing that line to now keep a data package for two years. And so anyone that was taking advantage of that loophole is now pissed because now they have to lock in a $30 per month data package. So they're closing that. doesn't affect anybody else that has other data packages on other lines, and they're swapping around upgrades. It's basically only for those of us that were really cheating the system by using a feature phone. Like, I seriously have a feature phone line open on Verizon with, like, an old Samsung flip phone. I don't even know what the phone is. And if I need an upgrade, I just kind of steal it from there. And so they close that loophole. People are pissed about that, and I, I don't think I. You can really be pissed. It was a loophole, and we were exploiting the hell out of it. Like it probably shouldn't have been there to begin with. I don't know any other carrier that lets you transfer around upgrades and stuff. Do they? No, I'm pretty yeah. sure you can. I mean, you can only steal an upgrade. I think on other carriers. Okay, I mean, I just I haven't. I don't have multiple lines in other carriers, so I'm not that familiar with it. But no. so people are mad, and I. You can't be mad at a company fixing what they didn't fix before. Yeah, like, right. I mean, they never wanted you to swap around and cancel data plans and trick the system. Yeah, but... they didn't think that their customers were going to be smart enough to do that type of thing. <laughs> they were like, what the hell? Well, no, I, I think it just comes down to if you want to do this, you pay for the device up front. Yeah, I mean, they're taking away options for keeping unlimited data, and they basically told us, like, two years ago, if you want unlimited data because we're no longer offering it, you have to buy phones at full price. And then we figured out, yeah, all these loopholes, and now they're like, yeah, yeah we let you get away with that for a couple of years. We're taking those away now. And honestly, if they if they just killed off all the other loopholes and just left it at that, buy the thing, full, you know, and then didn't throttle people, like, I think that's the right way to go about it. Yeah, but they're doing everything. <laughs> And I love, like, so every, anytime we get sent like, in, information from within the company, like, all the options are, if you want to avoid this, sign up for a more everything plan. It's like, this crap, whatever. It's the best thing you do. There can't be that many unlimited plans out there still. Maybe there are, I don't underestimate it. Well, but obviously they're enough to where they're, they're hurting that's big true. enough networks. I mean, that's, that's where, you know, when they're hurting major networks, then it matters. It doesn't matter if there's only three people there, if they're all using, like, tons of data. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think they yeah, blow that out of proportion, dude. What's that? I think they blow that out of proportion. Like, users are the ones that are causing the problems. Well, I mean, Verizon's network was was good on LTE. We all experienced it, and now it's not. The only, I mean, the, the only thing that's changed, those towers aren't that old. The only thing that's changed is how many people are on the network yeah. and how many people are using it. I think Verizon just wants more Blame money. Blame the unlimited data users. Yeah. It's always their fault. What I yeah, what drives me nuts about this whole thing, and I talked about this in I don't know how many posts, but like if there's a, a guy that has a more everything, like 10 gig plan, and he's using like 8 to 9 gig a month or something like that, he's tethering, he's doing whatever he wants, which is above the 4.7 gigabyte top 5% they use. 
it doesn't matter because he's on a more everything plant. Like they just are like, yeah, even though you're a time and you're just hammering the network, we don't care because you have a specific plan. But that unlimited yeah. guy over here that's barely using over five, we're going to hammer him every time he gets on a congested cell site. And that's what I think is so terrible about it. Like they really are discriminating between your plan, even if somebody over there is using more data than you. And that's a crappy move on their part. And that's them just saying, you have unlimited data and we don't want you to have that. And that sucks. Yeah. Ouch. But, but from, a, from a company standpoint, if your options are spend a ton of money to maybe maybe help your, your infrastructure, it may or may not. Who knows? Um, I mean, this is, honestly, like having as many people on a cell network, like this is a brand new thing. This isn't, there's not like a historical precedent for how you're supposed to handle this kind of network traffic. Like it's a new thing. Um, like if your options are either try to get people on tiered plants that they try to use less data or try to beef up your network and hope that that helps. Like, yeah, I would be pushing people onto those plans. Like, that's more likely to, to help out. And you, you're going to have to do both, right? Yeah. But if you can help alleviate the, the problem in, in, the, in the meantime by doing that, that's, I mean, it's from Verizon's perspective, that's the, I think they're trying to go about it as best as best they can. Yeah, I, I just think they do it in some pretty terrible, shady ways way too often. Like, the FCC said to them, this better not be, you know, an economic move. This better be because it's an engine, you have an engineering problem and you need to fix the load on your network. And they, and they didn't really say either way. They just said everyone else well, is Because Because if it, if it is an engineering problem, that communicates that they don't have the most reliable network. Right. So they can't say that. Right. So, like, but the, the reality is it's probably both. They want more money and... and Fine, you're a company. You're supposed to make money. That's your yeah. job. Like, and right. that's your job to your shareholders. Fine, but, but they have to—they have to live up to rules for their their LTE spectrum that they signed into when they bought them. And then, then that's what the FCC is no, getting but at. Nobody, and, nobody's enforced that though. For the FCC now, I mean, they, all of a sudden, say something like, yeah. "No, no, FCC, go go home. You're drunk." Yeah, I mean, like, they've danced. You should have done this a long time ago. Yeah, they've danced around it for years. So, I mean, nothing's going to happen with this. Verizon's going to do it. Everyone else does it, and. They'll just eventually force everyone off unlimited data, unless people actually do buy phones at full price, which no one does. So, well, so, some people do. Some people do. It's not enough, though. Our Verizon wouldn't right. probably give. And you I and I think I mean if I was if I was Verizon, I would just say, look, we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, what's the word when you're slowing somebody's bandwidth. What is that word? Throttle. Throttle. Or ne say network <laughs> optimization. <laughs> right. We're not gonna <laughs> optimize your network. If uh, if you buy a device uh, full price, if you're gonna, if you're going to go about this the right way, then then we'll you know yeah. give you free reign on the network. That, that I, nice. I think that would be fair. Then every, then everybody's playing by the rules, and that's that's great. You don't have yeah. to worry about it. And because that is the thing, like it's a tricky balance, but it, obviously it's people using LTE on the network that they're worried about, but they're yeah. not supposed to stop that. So it's right. it's hard. Yeah, so what else do they do? LTE-only phones, maybe not coming till the first part of 2016. Their uh, CFO, Fran Shamo, said that this week, which is kind of surprising because their, their uh, chief network officer, I believe she is, Nikki DePalmer, Nikki Palmer. The No, I don't think it's her. Hmm. Um, she said, like a year ago, she said, expect them when we launch VO LTE, which is coming at the end of this year. So a whole other year out seems pretty far out. Maybe he was wrong. I'm not sure. So LTE-only phones. 
And then they remembered that the CDMA radios in the phones are what are allowing them to keep such a tight... (laughs) Right. Like, we need to hold on to this, yeah. Because, yeah, once LTE-only phones come out with Verizon, there's potentially you could buy phones that are LTE-only unlocked and just connect them to Verizon's network. They can't turn you down. Uh, But it's CDMA, yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. Nicola. Nicola Palmer. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, BP and CTO. CTO, that's what she is, yeah. Uh, let's see, the other thing, we don't really have to touch on this, but they think we're fools because we don't want to upgrade onto your contracts and get discounted phones. That was on Facebook. Had a few yeah, well, why do, about that. Why do people hate discounted phones? I mean, I completely <laughs> agree with Verizon on this one. People are stupid if they don't want to save money and, not be, saving stuck, money. <laughs> and be stuck on a contract. Like, there's no way to win. We could talk about this for hours. Verizon's a bunch of... They're not nice people for saying that you're an idiot, basically, for not wanting a discounted phone and signing a contract. But in the end, there's like no real way to save money. I mean, you not, not a Verizon, not a Verizon. No. Well, they're trying to with their Edge plan because they give you like this really minor discount, but it's not enough to make up for it. So yeah, Verizon, you're never, you're always going to lose. Even if you're buying phones at full price, you're losing because you're still paying this extra fee, basically, for your monthly right. The subsidy is built in even after you've paid the subsidy. Yeah, so you, you can't win at Verizon. T-Mobile is about your best bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of them just screw you. And so, yeah, there's no way to win, but I just I thought it was a pretty low comment from them to be like, you're all idiots. You don't want discounts. No, we just don't want to sign contracts with you that last for multiple years, but anyways. So that happened. Well, it's not, it's not about... Con- I don't think anybody has a problem with the contract. I think people have a problem with paying a subsidy after you've paid off the contract. Well, I think yes. you should have a problem with both. I mean, do you... Contracts just in general are not really a great thing. I don't. Th- I mean, like, if you could avoid signing a contract, wouldn't you? I mean, like, if you had an option that said, I, like, I can get a discounted phone and not sign a contract? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a moot point because I can't take it to any other carrier. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, contracts in general, locking down being stuck somewhere, potential ETFs. I don't know, I just think, like, the idea that's, of that's, cell phone contracts... That's an exchange for a lower-priced phone. Right, which like you're the, still which is, paying for. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. Like, if I paid off my subsidy, and then, yeah. it's, then it's gone, like it is on T-Mobile, then I'd be totally okay with the contract. That's not a bit, you know, then you pay it off and you're done. Yeah, because then you're actually getting some sort of a deal. But Verizon's right. screwing you. Because yeah. with Verizon, you're not only paying for your service, but you're still paying off a phone that you've already paid off. That you've already paid off. Yeah. And there's no way to avoid that at all. Yeah, it's a terrible deal. The wireless industry sucks. I mean, T-Mobile has actually changed it. As much as people people want to talk about T-Mobile just moving around where the money's going, you know, with device payment plans, they actually have changed some stuff. And they actually have done some things that are better. Whether their network sucks or not, they actually have changed some stuff, and Verizon and AT&T have reacted to them in actually semi-decent ways. So. Yeah, and the reality is if, if T-Mobile's got good service in areas that matters to you, you should switch to them. You'll probably save some money. Yep. And you'll definitely be able to upgrade faster for cheaper. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right, so we're at an hour and 20 minutes. What else do you guys want to talk about? And then we can wrap up. I, don't know. We could, I mean, we could go for like two hours with all the stuff we yeah, have. So I don't, I don't want to talk about Sprint. <laughs> okay, well, quickly, Sprint's not buying T-Mobile, and they have a new CEO. Dan Hesse's gone. The new CEO owns a soccer team and is owning another soccer team and is really rich and doesn't even need a job, but he's going to run Sprint. Turns out, turns out CEO is rich already. Yeah, he's worth like two billion or a billion. Sorry, not two. He's worth nine hundred and eighty million. But once his company is bought by SoftBank, he'll be worth more than like a billion. 
But yeah, he's going to run sprints. What a good guy. I wonder what his salary will be. God, I hope it's huge. Because Dan Hesse <laughs> walked away with like a 40 million severance or something. It was crazy. And he was terrible. I mean, he didn't have much to work with, but like, they, you know, for the company. they need to invest that money into the network, I think. But they, uh, that's just me. I think Dan Hesse's going to invest it in some things that are probably not sprint. Oh, he, yeah, he's going to buy he's going to buy some type of team. Probably he's an island next to Larry Page. Oh, there you go. Larry Page or work. Eric Schmidt, maybe. Maybe Eric Schmidt, too. Yeah, Larry, like, works, yeah. He goes to campus. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> let's see. Uh, Google Now for Enterprise could happen someday. Maybe that's not really that big of a deal. All right, I'm curious. Do you guys, with your group of friends, text message them more often, or do you use, like, an instant messaging app? Because our readers send lots of text messages. I personally don't send, like, any at all. I have, like, a couple of friends that, like, I don't know if they actually know what Gmail is, so I text them. Um, everyone else I've kind of gotten on Hangouts. But, like, what do you guys do the majority of? Is it an instant messaging app or is it texting? I try and convert. Like, I've converted all of my family to Hangouts, yeah. but a few of my friends are still texting. So I just, you know, have it rerouted to Hangouts. So it's yeah. kind of like I'm having to hang out. But, yeah. um, and, you know, they have iPhones. So they're like, they don't want to download an app just to be able to talk to me through Hangouts because they don't right. care that much about me. Right. So, but yeah, most people I try and get on Hangouts because then I'm like I try and say, hey, I'm I'm on Wi-Fi all day. I can like talk to you super quick if you're on Hangouts. So, uh, text. Ron, Ron, text or hang or messaging. Um, so I use iMessage with obviously with anybody that has an iPhone. Yeah. And then I use Hang the people that I talk to the most that have Android phones. We we use Hangouts. Okay. So there's a, there's a handful of people like. I'm not gonna try and talk my dad into using Hangouts or anything else like that. But me and Ron, me and Ron use Hangouts together. Do <laughs> Hangouts is good sometimes. Eric, texting. Um, I'm kind of in the uh, same boat as Tim. I got most of my family and uh, coworkers and stuff on Hangouts, but uh, for some reason, people don't want to. Although I know a lot of people that have iPhones, so. They don't want to jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, all those haters at work. Just yeah, hating on Eric. Hating on the new guy. Damn. They use Apple products, like everything, and then they use uh, Google Apps to run of course. pretty much the whole business. Of course, because so. they're so, so kind of like Google. Yeah, yeah. basically yeah. Google, yeah. Kind of like Droid Life. Mm. Yay. Okay, so even quicker. Friends and family own iPhones or Android phones? Majority. Mine mostly are Android phones. My sister I think, mine, phones I think the majority would be Android for mine. Yeah. I think the majority is Android for mine, too. Yeah. Majority is iPhone for me, I think. But it's pretty close. No, no. Yeah, it's, it's pretty close for me, too. I think everyone just asks me what phone they, sh- they should get. And since That's I funny. never recommend yeah. an iPhone except for my mom, who just don't talk to me, lady, just get an iPhone. Like, I don't want to help you with your tech problems. <laughs> Um, yeah. She yeah. could be Apple's problem. Everyone else, I say, you know, get like the newest Android device, which is fine. Right. So yeah. they all got galaxies, probably. With my friends, it's pretty mixed. It's probably it's pretty even. And then with my wife's side of the family, all iPhone. And then my side of the family, all Android. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I nice. think it's like most of the when they ask me to, they're like, I'm so like if they buy an iPhone, they like apologize, and I'm just like, it's <laughs> fine. Like it's a good phone. Like don't, don't be sorry about it. Yeah, mostly Android though. All right, do you want to talk two apps real quick, and then we'll wrap, Tim? Yeah, absolutely. What oh, well, I was gonna just point that? out that uh, Tap Path, Tap Path. Chris Lacey, the dude that made uh, Link Bubble Tweet Lanes, created Tap Path. It's an interesting idea for an app. Basically, when you're in any sort of third-party app that has a link, an external link, and you click on it, you can tell this app to um, register between one, two, or three taps, and that will either open up specific apps or a share window and things like that. So like if you tap on a link once, you could have it open Chrome. If you tap twice, it could open like Push Bullet or like Trello or share with something else and then tap three times or something and you could open like a whole share window so you could then choose an app. It's kind of an interesting idea. Um, I, I tried to use it for a little bit yesterday and I struggled to get it to work properly and it wouldn't register taps correctly and things like that for me. I don't know if other people are having good luck with it. Uh, it's like a buck. So if you want to test it, give it a run for the 15 minutes or whatever you get, see if you like it, but I don't know, interesting idea. The guy does some interesting ideas, I just haven't had that much luck with some of his apps, so. Pretty sure the refund window got pushed up to like two hours or something like that. Yeah, potentially. potentially. It's, kind, it's kind of a hit or miss, isn't it? Don't take a chance on it, but there is right. a, the potential that your some window's apps. Large. Well, I think if you download a big game that's like two gig or oh, something, yeah, they allow like I two think hours, the, yeah. Maybe the developer can... I think Design. Google just has, like, another algorithm. Fucking <laughs> <Damn>, algorithms. <laughs> yeah. All right, do you have a game real quick? Or yeah, yeah, I have one. It's called Freaking Math. Um, this one is actually pretty interesting. It's free to download, I'm pretty sure. I believe so, yeah. It, you know, that's one thing. So when I've already downloaded an app or paid for it, you know, I can't see again if it's, like, costs money. So when I come back to talk about it, I'm like, God, did that thing cost money? I'm pretty sure it did not, because um, it has ads in it, I think. So, anyways, sorry, off topic. Freaking math. So, it displays super easy math problems, like 1 plus 3, 3 plus 4, and it shows the answer, but you have to decide whether the answer is right or wrong. Sometimes it will display the wrong answer. So, you have only a, a moment to establish the problem in your mind and then decide whether it's right or wrong. I think my high is 13, I want to say now. It was like 6 when I first downloaded it, but I've, I've been practicing, and I got up to 13. I may be the world champion right now, I don't know. Um, but 13 seems really high, considering how little time you have. Um, so yeah, freaking math. Freaking math, not freaking with the apostrophe, but freaking math. Um, definitely go try it out if you like being frustrated. For some reason, I've been trying to find more addictive, frustrating games lately. I feel like that's like the trend, though. You know, the trend is going towards these super easy games that are just like Flappy Bird, where you can just pick oh, no. them up and die a million times. Whatever. Right. I, you know, I want a little bit more effort, but uh, that's fine. That's just me. So, breaking math. I'll put a link to, to it in the chat. Um, and if you guys were looking for an LG update that we usually do, I got nothing. They had a couple press releases, and nothing mattered. <laughs> I'm disappointed by that. Uh, LG, or no, Lenovo, on the other hand, announced 23% increase in profits due to smartphone sales. Nice. Go, Lenovo. Go, Motorola. Go, Motorola. Go, go. go. Uh, so before we wrap, though, uh, Eric's with us, but uh, Eric's accepted a full-time gig 
outside of Droid Life for those still listening, and uh, he'll still join us from time to time. So you don't need to like say completely goodbye to him, but au revoir. You may not see him writing quite as often on the website, but he'll still be around from time to time. So yeah, you're not getting rid of me that easily. <laughs> oh, do you want to tell us oh. about your new job real quick? Or? Oh. Yeah, so um, I'm going. I'm the new copywriter and content strategist for a marketing firm in downtown Indy, and it's a pretty nice job. I'm excited. Uh, really like the people that we get to work with, and I walked in and they all uh, they use Google Hangouts. They use Google Apps, like, and then the week before I got there, they started using uh, LastPass as well. So Ooh. it was like I just walked in at a very um, interesting time. Very busy, though, as well. So am I missing something here as far as the apps that's been added? Okay. Oh, I was trying to draw, but it aired out on me. <laughs> I so, think yeah. we're, we're all going to miss you, Eric. We're gonna well, miss although, you. yeah, you're not, you're not gone forever, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How, how long has it been? You've been with Droid Life for like th- two and a half yeah, it years? Been, it would have been three years in August. God, that's, that's a long time. That's a long time. Wait, it is August. Yeah. It is August. We've so, existed for a long time. Yeah, and I just met you guys for the first time in person like a couple months ago, and now I'm peacing out. It was like, I didn't like you guys enough. So yeah, Howdy 5,000. Pretty, pretty yeah. weak move. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, Kellen still gets to message me when Paul George goes down and tells me how bad the paces are going to be. So. Oh, that's an instant message for sure. I mean, not an IM, but an instant message. Yeah. All right, well, cool. Well, yeah, good luck with the new gig. Thought we should Thank share you. since you've been around for a while. Part of the deal family. Yeah. Always well, I part of the deal it. family. A nice tweet from a fan uh, the other day. It's pretty awesome. So shout outs if you're listening. I can't remember your name. It's like Brian something. Someone in the chat says Twitch and DL will miss you. <laughs> yeah. Keep those, I don't those after Twitch, Twitch party going, yeah. What was his name? Uh, on right, Twitter. Well, uh, any other right. things you guys uh, want to throw out there? I think. I think that's it. <laughs> All right, so we'll probably take next week off again, but then everything's going to get crazy. So we'll probably be once we hit our new our next show, which will be two weeks from now, we'll probably, we'll probably be back on every week just because there's going to be a lot going on. We got September hitting and events everywhere. So probably take next week off. Then we'll be back to you every single week, more than likely. So, anyways, thanks for joining us. Deal show yeah. episode sixty six. <laughs> Tim's devilish episode. Uh, Yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Peace. Peace.